Okay, lady ballers, this is going to be a fun one today because I have my bestie, Sinka, here with us to talk about her lady balls. Hi, Sinka. I love sharing lady, my lady balls with everyone. Thanks, Joe, for having me. Revealing Sinka's lady balls. <laughs> it's not the first time it's happened and it won't be the last. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Sinka's going to share with us today, as all lady ballers do on our podcast show, is the times in her life where she has embraced her lady balls. So, Senka, we're going to, at the end, talk a little bit about uh, what it is that you do, but let's get straight into your lady balls. Everyone wants to hear them. Everyone wants to get right in my lady balls. Let's just get right up in there. All right. So, Senka, tell us a bit about yourself and strapping on your lady balls. Uh, Yeah. First off, thanks for having me and creating this rad-ass platform for, like, uh, all us lady ballers to share this stuff. So thanks so much, Joe. Totally appreciate it. And I'm super stoked that we get to hang out and have a good time together for a little bit. Um, yeah, lady balls, love them. Uh, love strapping them on. Uh, although sometimes that's scary as fuck. <laughs> so um, yeah, this it was funny. The conversation that we had before we got onto this was like, you know, uh, when have you strapped on your lady balls? Like we were just having a conversation. I was like, Ah, when you actually start to look back at your life, you go, oh, yeah, that time, that time, um, that, that time, time, and then that, that time. That. Remember <laughs> oh, that just time? recently, like sometimes it seems like you're strapping on a big set of kahunas, mm-hmm. and then sometimes it's just every day, it just seems like you need to give them a little bit, a little bit of an adjustment. <laughs> give them a little, yep, check there, there, yep, I did that. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. So I guess the like the earliest my earliest memory of strapping on my lady balls was actually starting my business for the very first time. Um, it was like because it was way 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 back in the when fifteen years ago, <laughs> um, and I got into doing adventures like you know surfing and mountain biking and all that kind of stuff. And I realised there just weren't a lot of ladies around doing it. Like bugger all when I went to the mountain bike park the ratio was like one to eight like one lady for every eight girls so if you're single and you're into dudes it was you know you mean awesome. one lady for every eight guys is that what I said you said one lady for every eight girls I'm like oh, <laughs> that's a that's different <laughs> clearly math is not in my skill set <laughs> um yeah and I was like man wouldn't it be super cool if you could go do all this cool shit with other girlfriends um, because I just didn't have a bunch of friends, girlfriends that wanted to go out and do it. And then I'd been to like some personal development weekend where it was like, you can do anything you want in life. (laughs) And I was like, fuck it. I'm going to start a business that does adventures for women. And like legitimately just was like, got a logo, got a website and started my business. Like, I look back now and I just go, what the fuck? Like knowing everything I know about business now, I was like, that was some serious lady balls to just go, I'm going to do this thing. No market research, (laughs) no business plan. Just like, this is the idea. Was that back when, because when I first met you, uh, Adventure Girls existed and I think it was a monthly club and because when I met Yvonne, it was when I, uh, when was that? I must have been 27. Holy shit. 
Would that be right? If I'm 40 we been friends. Yeah, we've been friends for a long time. Holy shit. Because I remember being at an event and a one-pager for your Adventure Girls came out. Ah. Yeah, and you were, I think it was surfing or something. Would that be right? Yeah, yeah, we did heaps of stuff, surfing, mountain biking. And I never did it. I remember seeing it thinking, that'd be cool, but I never did it. So I remember that way back. And it was like a Roger Hamilton event or something. Yes, that would be right, because that was why I was like fully in the personal development world as well at that stage. So, yeah, which I still am. (laughs) Let's be honest. (laughs) Yeah, I remember that. So I think that was my first introduction to you, actually, was that Adventure Girls flyer when I was... Oh, really? Yeah. And now you can't get rid of me. <laughs> wouldn't leave. <laughs> and since then, you've done stand-up paddleboarding and gun shooting. Uh, didn't I do something else? Maybe. I thought I did mountain biking, but no, that was just with you. That was with me and a mate. <laughs> My JJ hurt for a while. <laughs> yeah, you won't be doing that. You won't be taking that up as a sport. I'll be taking a pad- padded seat then, so... <laughs> Yeah, gun shooting. So, yeah. Oh my god, people think I'm mental when I talk about your gun shooting adventure because uh, I liked it so much. And obviously, guns is not a cool topic in a lot of places. And I'm there going, oh my god, that was so much fun. Yeah, it is. But I guess at the moment, like you know, with all the stuff that's going on in New Zealand, it's it is a hot topic. But I mean, the the great thing about the uh, shooting adventure is that it's all done on site. It, you've got to go through a whole lot of regulations and all that sort of stuff. Mega safety and, check. There's one, oh, person, yeah. one like, trained person to every gun. It's yeah, and, proper, what do you call it? Yeah. And things like all the targets are shapes of animals. Apologies, vegetarians out there. <laughs> um, they're shapes of animals and, you know, there's just a whole lot of stuff. So, um, but for me, like the reason I cho- actually chose that adventure because I was like, and we're talking, I've been doing the shooting adventure for 12, 10 years now. Um, so the whole reason for it was actually to empower women to feel safe doing stuff. Mm. So being able to know how to handle a gun safely is like, it's a really fucking good thing to know. Like it's not as in if you need it or if you're in danger, it's more just like if there's one around and you need to make sure it's safe, like, you know, how to safely deal with the situation with that with a gun or something like that well at the end of the day for me i just went okay i'm getting older i used to be a sprinter i've given up on that dream because i didn't stretch (laughs) like i'm some speed demon i just loved sprinting now i'm older i've got this thing in my head that i would love to do like an olympic sport or something and when we did that i left there that night going that's it i'm going to the games I'm going to be New Zealand's best shooters. This is my sport now. You're taking long range shooting up. Yeah, that's it. This is my jam. But I was inspired. Like I was empowered and inspired. And that's the whole point of it, right? Like to do, well, that's the whole point of Adventure Girls is to do either do something you've always wanted to do, go finally go fuck it and like, you know, that's there's obviously me strapping on my lady balls, but all the women that come in along, they're strapping their lady balls on, coming and doing this stuff, is to inspire, you know, like inspire these women to get out and do the things because there's nothing more exhilarating, no matter what you do, whether it's something like shooting, riding a bike, stand up paddle boarding, 
um, going for a hike, no matter what, like the fact that you, once you sign up or you commit to doing something like that, that's where the fun really happens. Yeah. And that's where the whole adventure kicks off. So, and I think we can, and when I say we, I actually fully speak for myself. We can so often just not like, not actually do the stuff that we want to do. We just wrap a whole lot of bullshit around why we can't do it. The fact that we're too busy Work. Funny enough, I just put a post up in my um, community saying, what's the number one reason that's holding you back from having more fun and adventure? And so many people are saying work. And I'm like, work should not be a reason. Work you can't good. have more fun and adventure. In fact, it should be paying for all your fun and adventure in your but life. But there's two types, right? Because I remember, I think your paddle boarding, you gave it to me for my birthday. Yes. And I remember waking up that morning and being really reluctant. And then I was so glad I did it. And then someone took a photo of me because you had a pro photographer there. Someone took a photo of me on the paddleboard and I looked really hot and I use that photo all the time. So I was like, there's two people. There's two who are like amping for the adventure and are looking for people. And there's people like me who should get off their ass more and do it because every single time that you're glad that you did, and you feel like you've accomplished something afterwards and it makes you feel good about yourself and lifts your confidence. 100%. It's funny, I've just been doing finishing an interview series and I ask the ladies about that stuff. Like at the times that you don't want to go out and do whatever they're doing, like some of these ladies are running ultra marathons. Some of them are just everyday women who have work, kids, and then they still train for that stuff. And they're like, you know, there's days we don't want to get up and and train and do things and they're like but those days that we actually get out and we do the thing like that's the most rewarding moment because it's like you know you've got that men you've one you've partnered with yourself to make you know you've made an agreement with yourself and you followed through so that already like is a huge like mental win um and then the fact that you're just actually getting outside and doing some stuff so yeah yeah but we can we can park our hopes and dreams whatever they are just for the sake of like what we think is in the way like work or kids or whatever it is like um you know when we're talking about the strapping on your lady balls it was like my mo i've got a couple of like super recent stuff that's been going on that i've made some massive changes i lived in auckland my business was all based up in auckland i was the face of the business and I was like, I don't want to live in Auckland anymore, but I don't know where I want to go. So one of the things that I've wanted to do for like in a, a decade, like it had been on my Adventure Girls must do thing for at least 10 years. And I've always wanted to pack up my life and travel New Zealand, living in a like whatever sort of vehicle and just travel New Zealand, see it for from a real local perspective, um, spend time in places and just, uh, you know, work and adventure the whole time. And finally, last year, uh, I decided to do that. I sold two thirds of my stuff and uh, packed it all up and built out the back of my four wheel drive, Hank the Tank, <laughs> and, um, and set off for a five month trip around New Zealand, like living out of the back of my truck. So, um that was like uh, it's so funny I, I can feel myself as I just like flick back into the mo like making that decision to do it like strapping on my lady balls and just being like like if I don't do this now 
I don't think I ever will. Like, I think we come to a point like stuff happens in our lives and we have to kind of make a decision that it's like, you've got to do the stuff that like, that matters to you. Mm-hmm. You've got to, you've got to live for those experiences. And I'm not saying like quit your day job and, you know, like, go all in and, you know, fuck the world and, you know, there's got to be some... Although that's okay too. <laughs> and that's okay too. You can go... Well, here's the distinction though. You can go all in, but you don't have to throw the baby out with the bathwater. Yeah, totally. So I, I 100% agree. Go all in, but you don't need to... Yeah, you just don't need to throw everything out with it. So there's a massive distinction in that space. So, yeah, so... um. I, yeah, packed it up and off I went for five months, living in the back of my truck, working remotely, and what a fucking adventure, <laughs> let's just say. <laughs> it was everything I thought it would be, and there was a whole lot of stuff I did not expect that would come up along the way. Awesome. What about, because um, I remember when you, because you kind of zigzagged down the country, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. I actually, funnily enough, didn't get up to the top of the North Island, but I made my way from Auckland through to West Coast. So I went through to um, Taranaki and that was stunning. Like I actually fell in love with it. I thought that was going to be the place I would move to when we did that. Taranaki was beautiful. And then on through to Wellington, Picton, through Christchurch, through Central North South Island. Yeah, and then all the way back up again, and then I jumped on a plane and flew out to Bali for a month to go run our surf adventure out there. So, what in that time while you were traveling down? Because I know that you know there were some times that you loved it, sometimes it were challenging. What was your biggest lady balls moment on that five month trip that you did, where you were kind of like, shit, what have I yeah. done? Yeah, there were actually heaps of times that I really could have easily have just turned around and driven back home. Like, you know, I'm, if you've, if any of you know me that are listening to this, I'm, a, I'm an extrovert, no, no surprises there. Um, and totally happily in my own company and can fully do time on my own and stuff like that. But naturally, I really enjoy being around people. So one of my biggest lessons like here's things that I, I struggled with quite a bit was um sometimes the isolation like when you're in remote places and you haven't spoken to anybody for quite a few days um and then that's backed up with you know on weeks on end type things so, and then not really connecting with enough people because you're tra- a little bit more transient because you're just sort of going into places I really could have turned around quite a few times and like just gone back to Auckland to what I know and like kind of retreat into that little safety spit. It's uh, kind of like your entire trip was a big physical metaphor for your comfort zone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's like I really had to find another part of me that was really okay with uh, all this t- time on my own and it's not to say I was just in the back country and stuff like I go had to get work done so I could I worked remotely I set my life up so that I could work remotely um you know but I'd go work in libraries and stuff like that but just not really connecting not not feeling a part of anything along the way you know like I had my friends and my family and people to go and 
like destinations to get to to see people that I knew. Um, but yeah, that was probably the most challenging part. And I think I, there was quite a few times I definitely remember just going, what the fuck are you doing, Senka? Like, you're 40, for fuck's sakes, you're 40. <laughs> like, and you're living in a four-wheel drive. <laughs> and you got a shaved side of your head. And, like, anyone would just look at you and think you're, what the fuck is this? Is this woman having a midlife crisis? <laughs> but it couldn't have been anything further from it. It was, like, just uh, this massive opportunity to really find new parts of myself and um and all the all the all the stuff in between I remember doing a few lives where I was like super teary because I was just like man this is like way more mentally challenging than I thought it would be mm -hmm. and sometimes your journey like even if people can't relate to physically jumping in a car and going, because some people are hearing that, like people who might have kids and not be able to do an adventure like that, they might be listening going, if only I can have that time to myself. But basically if you swap out your journey driving through New Zealand and living out of your truck for any journey that they're on, launching a business, up-leveling their business, you know, changing career, pivot point, changing relationship, health goals, any of that, it's all completely relevant. It's just a different, uh, just a different journey. 100%. Everyone's got their vehicle for getting, like, for growing in their lives. Like, what, like, once you make a commitment to that thing that feels, like, scary as fuck, like that is when it is on like that is where you're going to get to know yourself in ways that like you're like I did not know I had the lady balls to do that <laughs> and yeah and it's your vehicle just happened to be a physical vehicle yeah yeah mine just happened to be Hank the Tank vehicle uh, of growth Hank that. the Tank the vehicle of growth <laughs> yeah but more recently like uh like I said I didn't want to continue living in Auckland and I become really anchored into my business like I was like the face of the business and so in my mind I couldn't see a possible way forward to move away from Auckland. So I, this, I traveled through my downtime where I didn't have as adventures and stuff to run. Um, so yeah, so it was like, uh, it was, that was a real, a real massive changing point um, for everything. So it was like coming back. And then once I got back to New Zealand, I had committed, I committed to moving to Christchurch. So I was like, that so suits you down there. Like that place is just, designed for you completely so yeah and about it with all the adventure in your backyard the kind of like-minded people for you to hang out with you don't have to people who want to go on adventures with you as opposed to you dragging my ass around <laughs> like are you trying to kill me yeah i'll come and see you in christchurch um we're gonna go climb a mountain <laughs> I'm like there texting Owen going, am I going to die? <laughs> I put my sneakers in. Um, they'll be all right. Yeah. Uh, she's packing a first aid kit. Am, am I going to fall off the fucking mountain? <laughs> uh, but we had a good time and you got to the top and it was fucking awesome, right? And it was easy. 
thought it was going to be hard, but yeah. my fitness wasn't as bad as I thought. Yeah. Um, and you're just super prepared. So it was like making me yeah. nervous. Why do you need that? Why do you need that to helicopter someone out? <laughs> yeah, so making the decision to leave Auckland and, and the thing, the massive thing about the shift down here was I didn't know how I wanted Adventure Girls to be. So moving down here, I didn't, and this goes into what we say, right? Like go all in, but you don't have to throw the baby out with the bathwater. It was like, all I knew is that I had an amazing network of awesome women in the wings that wanted to do cool stuff and I wanted to connect and just needed help getting there. And I had no idea when I moved to Christchurch what I would do with Adventure Girls. I was like, well, let's try running it with other women running the adventures and see how that goes. And I fast learned that it was pretty much like I was still running adventures because I had to manage everything over the weekend. Um, and then so that just had put me kind of back to square one as in like, well, what the fuck do I do now? So it's like, um, and it's taken like probably a year to navigate through everything just yeah on how I wanted it to be and when I say navigate everything that's essentially just my mindset really um coming to a place of going it's okay for me to want to do this in my business like and that there's a need for it and that there's just like people want to be a part of that so most of that um integration has just been my mindset around what I think is possible for the business because I was so caught up in how it was that there was there had to be an unwinding of who I was in the business in Auckland because I was the face of it I you showed up on adventures and I was that and like when I'm not that then who am I in the business so there's been a big unwinding and in that clearing of space it allowed me to go, hey, wouldn't it be cool if we did this and then birth a new part of the business? Stress it's on the lady Lately, identity has been coming up because um, I've been talking to a lot of people who, like even a lot of my clients, like literally I've had this conversation with six women in the last week, just wanting to make change, sick of where they are, wanting to make a move but they're sabotaging themselves and they're procrastinating and they really, really want it. But for some reason, something's holding them back. And what we've realized, and this goes for, I've got a client who helps people lose weight and she's a psychologist and she does it through EFT tapping. And one of the things that we've realized is when you do make, want to make those big shifts, you know what you've got to do, but sometimes you don't do it because you talk about the fear of success and what that really is, is a fear of the person that you have to be like a mutual friend of ours the other day. I haven't talked to you about it, but she's so stuck. I told her to get off the phone and go and write her own eulogy for her funeral. I went, put on a fucking black dress. You're going to a funeral. The old you is dead and the new you needs to rebirth when you wake up tomorrow because there's such an identity shift to do the things that we really need to do to get what we want that the old you almost has to die to do it. It has to be something extreme and in your face. So like you leaving Auckland and packing your 
vehicle and physically moving yourself so you shifted out of your old state and could have new creative ideas and completely change how you did your business you had to make a big fuck off lady balls move statement for your own mind to physically shift yeah that's what a lot of people need to do and it doesn't mean they have to go pack their bags and move it's like you know you know me i move my office around every five minutes i physically need my physical environment to shift to make a change yeah, well, our external environment holds like so many anchors to who we think we should be. So um, external environment is, you know, things like not just your house, but your friends. Like we get held into these patterns of being because, you know, we're we're humans. We're uh, meaning making machines and we create um, patterns and rhythms in our life because that's what we do. Like you learn to drive a car, right? It's like, like grinding gears when you first start, but now you can eat a pie, drink a Coke and with one knee, put on some makeup while you're driving, looking in the rear vision mirror. So it's like, not that just <laughs> insert disclaimer of nobody really does that, but you get the point, right? Like you go to autopilot and it's like, we create autopilot, not just for ourselves and who we think we should be being, but we also do it for the people around us. You know, we hold them into being a certain way and all of that. So when people are being different, like when we're being different with people, they almost don't know what to do with us. Cause they're like, uh, this is not the person I know. Like, why are you, how are you now? I don't know what to do. So let's just go back to our old ways. So having, um, and, and, you know, for me, it was just, yeah, making that, mm, I, I needed to fully step away from it in order to get the clarity. So, um, and fully stepping away, like you say, it doesn't mean everybody needs to get in a fucking car and pack up their life and do all of that. Um, but you need to create spaces where it's okay for you to step out of the current you and create new, um, new ways of being the new you. So even just like you think of times when you take a holiday and while you're there, your best ideas come and people think I need to hustle and grind. I can't take a holiday. I need to be here and hustle, grind and do the shit and do the work. But if you just go take a fucking week and just chill the fuck out, the amount of ideas, creative solutions that will come to your problems is amazing. And then you come back from holiday refreshed. Like at the end, if I have seven days away from work, by day five, I can't wait to get back to my desk because of the cool ideas I've got want to implement. And here's something to add to that is that the biggest thing is that we don't have to just do big trips, like my big trip away, taking seven day breaks, is we can have those breaks in our rests in our day, like daily to create that space for us to have our genius ideas. It's just we sometimes think we, sh- like you say, we should hustle and grind, hustle and grind. But if you're not filling your happy tank up, uh, fuck cups, it's a tank, man. Fill your fucking tank. Like, if you're not filling your tank up daily, it's like you can't get it from an empty tank at all. No way. I know, like, if I'm not getting out and moving daily, like, like by day two or three, I'm like, my mindset just isn't on. And when I say moving daily, I'm not going up into the mountains. I mean, the mountains. Ultra marathon every day. 
first aid kit. <laughs> yeah, I'm not doing that. Like I'm talking just sometimes it's going for a 10 minute walk up the road or going and sitting outside on the deck and feeling the sun on my face and stuff like that. Like filling your happy tank up is lots of little, might can be really micro moments. Um, but we just get so caught up and like, oh, I've got to do this thing, tick done, I've got to do this thing, tick done. And it's like, you know, next thing it's like fucking seven o'clock at night, you've done nothing to fill your cup up. And then you're like, oh, I've got to wake up tomorrow and do it all over fucking again. Yeah. It's like, oh, that sucks. Yeah. And you gotta you got to make the time because I'm just like, I go between work and kids, work and kids, work and kids. Working yeah, kids. there's a Jody in between yeah. all of that. And because I'm like, you know, I'm solo parenting and I haven't got a nanny or an au pair or, you know, I don't even have a cleaner at the moment. I've been doing everything myself lately. So you physically have to make it happen. If that means like the other morning, I'm like, cool, the kids get up at six. I'll get up at five. I'll go downstairs and I'll meditate 10, 10 minutes in, but jugs boiling. The kids come downstairs and they both got, Oh, by the way, we've both got speeches to do at school today. We have to write them. Can we do them now? I'm like, fuck. How <laughs> I gone, you know? So yeah. Cause I used to have so much help and just recently things have happened and I haven't had that help. So yeah, just, you've really got to make that time. And people say they don't have time, but if you like what to track, 30 minute increments of what you do every day. Oh. Time. 20 minutes. If you just have 20 minutes to go outside and breathe. That's it. And like, I like the reality is and like, I'm on my mobile and I watch Netflix, you know, like I am not just this person who needs to be on the go outdoors constantly. I need like, I have like Netflix days where I'm like, I'm just lying on the couch doing nothing, watching Netflix all day long. Um, but it's like if you look at the time that you spend scrolling on your phone, having conversations with people that aren't valuable, like they're not topping you up, you look at, um, you know, watching your show, I've got to watch that show. It's like, really? Is that really going to fill yeah. your cup up? And, the, and any mums, like, you know, in the morning, it's got to get the kids ready for school. You feed the kids, you forget to feed yourself. Then shit, work starts. Oh, America's online. I've got to do that shit. It's the afternoon. Oh, wait. Barley clients are online. Oh, the kids are home from school. They Shit, will they need always. Food for oh, they've got two hours of homework. But yeah, if you can take that 20 minute, minutes in the day, you can do all of that stuff without getting crushed. Yeah, there will always be the demands of life. Like that is a fact, right? Like you stuff has to get done. Got to get up, got to work. And, you know, you like, it's life. Life has stuff in it. And like you say, shit that pops up, you're like, oh, two kids speeches. Yeah. Even you like yesterday, uh, I was talking to Simon yesterday and I went, I need to get out and get some air. So I plugged him into my phone. Catches, he caught me on video. So I'm like walking with my phone down here and he's like looking straight up at my chin. He's going, dude, that's not a flat. not a bracelet. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, well, got to walk and talk. <laughs> exactly and that's, <laughs> and that's it like right you get to have a good conversation with someone but you're moving your body and that just in turn creates so much more creative like, and even um yeah totally your better ideas come when you're you're moving anyway that's yep, why I like on the toilet and stuff just standing and your blood's pumping it just works better that, that'll you get them on the toilet yeah i know i save those for you <laughs> I'm just on the toilet. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 
taking a shit right now. Just say bye. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you know who your best friends are you can take a shit while talking <laughs> to them on the phone and make sure you tell them and when you see their ads pop up you like and comment because you know it helps them in their algorithms and gets their ads spin down that's uh, I hate you so much Joe. <laughs> that's how I know who my friends are <laughs> yeah. I don't think I have a single friend that doesn't run ads so kind of a qualifier <laughs> Oh, so I think there's moments that we can strap our lady balls on every day where we we really choose for ourselves to add that I call it fun and adventure because that's the, those are like the words that work for me and like for anyone listening to this you'll have other words that work for you whether that's time out or space or meditation or whatever it is but we can find that five or ten minutes it's the thing it doesn't need to be fucking two hours of it which is what I think we just get so caught up in that overwhelm of it and then it adds to more overwhelm it's like but you know what if you took just like five minutes to at the end of watching this podcast took five minutes to do something that filled your happy tank up because you've already committed to that time so we should have said at the start of this podcast go for a walk while you listen to this podcast yeah (laughs) okay we'll put it in the text yeah yeah <laughs> unless you're driving then that's like really weird you can't walk the side of your car yeah. but wipe <laughs> down your window and let the breeze in so at least you yeah <laughs> so yeah yeah so i think we can just add that into our everyday lives so. yeah okay got it <laughs> noted showing it note to self get off okay. your fucking ass it will make you feel <laughs> all right cool well now that our time is up, what? Yeah. I know, right? It's flown by. We're so only what? just starting to get into the juicy stuff. <laughs> well, we have to do another one. <laughs> How about um, you leave us with something that, that will help the lady ballers? What's your biggest, your biggest piece of advice for women wanting to strap on their lady balls? You are at some point going to have to go all in. Like at some point you have to go all in. And like I said, you don't need to throw the baby out with the bathwater. But if you want to go all in in something, like if you want to strap on your lady balls and go for a thing, whatever that thing is, whether it's starting a business, changing your relationship with yourself or somebody else, (laughs) uh, whether that's, changing your physical fitness, whether that's going on an an adventure, whatever it is, you need to go all in for the commitment and then be willing to ride the fucking roller coaster that comes up. And always remember, do not get off the fucking roller coaster (laughs) when it's upside down in a corkscrew thing. Like the roller coaster will come to a plateau where you can take a breath just don't get off the roller coaster at the scariest time because you don't want to anchor that stuff into your experience of what you're going through yeah keep moving forward and just stay on the fucking roller coaster but go all in like make the commitment to yourself and then and then honor yourself and following through on that commitment because there's a feeling that goes with 
doing that when you go for something and it's like it's scary as fuck and you wake up in the morning and you're not feeling the inspiration of like oh my life is glorious and I'm doing this thing it's like holy fuck it's not getting the results that I want I should just quit while I'm ahead I'm such a dick for doing this that's when you really have to meet yourself and go hey you're fucking here let's do this put your lady balls on and go right I love you. You're amazing. Yes, it's scary. What are we going to do now? I want to think of that when I'm on a roller coaster. We're going to Aussie today when I'm on a roller coaster next week because it's going to happen. I'll be thinking that when I'm upside down. Don't get off. off. (laughs) Don't get off now. Don't get off now. Classic. Awesome. Well, hey, where do, because obviously listening to this, the chicks are going to be going. Where do I go? to uh hook up with other women who will go on adventures with me yes yeah yeah if you're um based in new zealand um and or you're coming to new zealand and you want to meet other women that are up for doing adventures getting out and doing cool shit and you want a place where you've got like awesome resources of either adventures you can go on or places you can go or businesses you can go do through adventures through then come and hang out with us in the Adventure Girls Sisterhood. So you can check us out at adventuregirlssisterhood.com and come over and join the fun. Let's have some more fun at Adventure and let's get some more ladies out doing cool shit in New Zealand. Awesome. Now those listening that aren't in New Zealand, they're going to be going, fuck, and now I need to book a flight to New Zealand. Yeah, book a flight to New Zealand and come. It's the best place in the world. Awesome. All right, chick. Well, thank you so much for being on. I love that I get to just interview my besties on this show. It's so fun. <laughs> Total pleasure. Thanks, Jody, for all that you create with the Lady Balls movement. So fucking go strap on up here.